What's up, everybody? This is Courtney with the Thriving Goddesses. You know what time it is. It is Free Flow Friday. So let's introduce ourselves, ladies. Who I got with me? I'm Celinda. It's Ayla. And Yakira. <laughs> <laughs> so last time we talked about acupuncture and I gave you guys a quick overview of what it is, what it does, what we treat with it. And if you didn't check that out, part one is available to you right now. This is acupuncture part two. So what are we going to discuss today? The five elements. So the five elements is um, an idea that was introduced by uh, the Chinese around like a thousand in BC and basically what we do with the five elements is we take these attributes in nature and we relate them to ourselves to our body to our physiological processes and we use these elements to determine and to diagnose different different ailments and different disease processes in the body so the five elements, each of these elements has an organ system that's attributed to it. And with each of these elements, you have a season, you have an external organ, you have an emotion that's attributed to that as well. So whenever you have one of these five elements or an organ system that is disbalanced or you have one that's deficient or even one that's overreacting on the next one, you have a disease that pops up in the body. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So we're going to go through all of these. We're going to chat about and I want to hear you ladies tell me if you have any experience with any of these five elements it's so interesting it's so cool I don't know if you all are religious or even if you're not I'm sure you've heard of that that saying as above so below and this is what this reminds me of um, everything outside of us you can attribute to something that occurs within us right mm -hmm. so let's get into it so the first element or the first element organ system I want to talk about is the kidney and the urinary bladder and remember last time in my lecture I talked about the organ systems and each of the systems has two organs in them one of them kind of function as a storage of energy other one functions as the the movement or the one responsible for the movement of energy the yin and the yang or the yin and the yang so let's talk about the kidney and urinary bladder so the kidney urinary bladder is associated with winter and its movement is water. So it has a really moistening action. Um, it, it's attributed to a cold climate and its sense or external organ um, is the ears for the kidney and its salt is tasty. So if you have something going on with the kidney urinary bladder, a lot of times you might feel or um, you might experience a difference in your ability to taste salty foods or you might crave salty foods and the emotion attributed to this organ system is fear so a lot of times with improper kidney function you can have an overabundance of the emotion of fear or you might feel really feel for in your life does anyone have anything to add to that yeah Any Okay. Um, so one of the things that I love about TCM is that not only are um, emotions associated with the organ systems, but there's a time associated mm -hmm. with the organ systems. Mm -hmm. And I use that clock, the TCM clock, like nobody's yes, business. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so the bladder is from 3 to 5 p.m. And mm -hmm. the kidney is from 5 to 7 p.m. And so you might notice that you have like a drop in energy around that time. Um, 
if you're struggling with issues of the bladder or kidney and not the like organ system bladder or kidney but maybe like the emotional bladder or kidney or the tcm bladder or kidney um which can actually be used to help you uh store nutrients or your energy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i need to mention too that each of these organ systems or you might have an organ and an organ system that's attributed to a tissue in the body not just you know not just an external organ so the kidneys rule the bones and with that being said um, let's give me, let me give you an example. So for example, I have a patient who is menopausal and she's unfortunately have a, she has a diagnosis of osteoporosis, right? So a lot of times women who are menopausal, they have a kidney yin deficiency. This means that we need to somehow find a way to nourish the bone in order to treat osteoporosis and the bone, like I said, is the tissue related to the kidney interesting right Mm -hmm. that makes so much sense because as you age your kidney gene which is your life force Mm -hmm. um, gradually declines and so it makes sense that as your life force is declining the tissue associated with that organ which is the kidney um, and the bone will decline as well Nice. So let's move on. Let's talk about the liver and gallbladder. This one is a huge one for me. I've seen <laughs> liver gallbladder pathologies pop up in my life for myself <laughs> so many times. <laughs> let's talk about it. So liver gallbladder, the you know the elements that we talked about last time was water with the liver and the gallbladder. So the or I'm sorry, with the kidney, kidney and the urinary bladder. So with the liver and gallbladder, we're going to talk about wood. This is the element that's associated with this organ system. Wood, its action is kind of like growing, expansive. So if you associate that with spring, it makes a lot of sense, right? Mm-hmm. Spring is all about like rebirth, growing, like just, you know, livelihood, right? So um, whenever we talk about the liver gallbladder, the emotion associated with this is anger, frustration, resentment. Um, the taste associated with this element is sour. Mm-hmm. And the tissue associated with the liver is going to be the ligaments and the tendons so you might um, sometimes feel like a little bit more crampy or your muscles can be more um, prone to uh, strains or sprains and then also I wanted to mention here that the livers uh, the liver opens up to the eyes Mm -hmm. Um, and with that being said I have seen patients who have experienced an overabundance of the emotion that's associated with this organ system, which is anger and resentment. And a lot of times that actually shows up as anxiety. So as long as we can get through that, um, that overall external emotion, which is anxiety, we get down to the root cause of, you know, how they're feeling. They're actually pretty angry on the inside and what we do here is we choose to find out which organ is possibly overreacting on the other a lot of time it's the liver so we try to soothe the liver fire the liver is on fire this is why they're feeling so angry Mm -hmm. (laughs) i have a question um so you know how for example um, you did mention about how the liver opens up to the eyes, right? Mm-hmm. And it made me think of like jaundice, you mm-hmm. know, and how the liver is also associated with that. Mm-hmm. You know, something's going on, or even the gallbladder as well. Can you treat the liver or treat jaundice by treating, like, actually doing acupuncture points, liver acupuncture points? 
treat jaundice? Mm -hmm. So that is a really great question. I believe there are some points for jaundice, but of course, when we are treating patients, I'd like to incorporate other things that are contributing to the jaundice which jaundice is an issue like not only with the liver but could be also with the gallbladder right mm-hmm. and the biliary tree mm-hmm. so we're going to go in and we're going to provide dietary supplements if there is like a need for and hopefully not the patient isn't as advanced into their jaundice that they would need like surgical intervention that's another option but mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely want to look at the whole person and see, like, what what exactly is causing that jaundice. But you are really great at bringing that up because there are points for uh, clearing jaundice for sure. Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting that the element or the the wood and the springtime is associated with the liver because I do think about the springtime as being that time over that season where things are like regrowing and the liver can regenerate you know Mm -hmm. it's one of those organs that can literally regenerate so I always thought that was so interesting because I always felt like TCM was a little too like mystical magical when I was first learning it because I don't come from that eastern mindset as much Um, so I would be like, this doesn't even make sense, you know, (laughs) like, I'm like, how are you going to tell me that the liver is the spring and the wood is associated with the liver? Like, what are you even talking about? But then it makes sense when you, when you start to learn about it and then you experience it. Like, for example, uh, Courtney was mentioning the frustration as being like the liver fire or for me personally, it's always like my liver is always stagnant, like, <laughs> and it, stagnation. It, yeah, it's just stagnant, you know, things aren't moving the way that they're supposed to. And for a long time, and you care could have testified to this because I would be like, no, it's fine. My liver is fine. And I would wake up right around the liver time and she would she would right away tell me like, that's that's liver. That's liver. <laughs> and she's like, let me look at your tongue. And it looks like, you know, like you got some teeth marks in the, in the ridges. Your vessels are distended. It looks like there's some stagnation in your liver. And I'm like, no, there's not. Get away from me. But then when I start to do even things that aren't related to acupuncture, like when I start to do a liver detox or when I'm eating cruciferous vegetables and getting that dim just to move things in the liver or using like uh, choleretic or cholagog right. herbs, mm-hmm. which are things that are going to move bile and, and move things in the liver. Um, I start to feel better. Right. <laughs> and, so, right? <laughs> and so yeah. I'm like, I'm not even using acupuncture points. You know, I'm using other modalities to treat the liver, but it also helps with my frustration. And one day yeah. I had to literally sit there and be like, oh, wow. <laughs> there is this a correlation here. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And yes. I, think, I think it's so awesome that this program allows us to combine both Eastern and Western medicine Absolutely. so that we can make these connections, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, I just wanted to add, so just to make sure we're consistent with including the time. The time for <laughs> gallbladder is from 11 to 1, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. And then the time for liver is 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. And the association that you're making with like the liver in the springtime. Mm-hmm. Um, so the gallbladder, of course, releases your bile, um, but it's also responsible for cellular repair, mm-hmm. which if you think about this time from 11 um, until 3 a.m., like we're sleeping, our body is like resetting, mm-hmm. um, right, right. you know, and so um, all this stuff. And then, of course, the liver is responsible for detoxing. Um, so all of this is going on while we're sleeping. Mm-hmm. And so it's 
just so perfect that the TCM clock is in alignment with, you know, all the things that we were starting to realize in Western medicine. Absolutely. I agree with that. And, you know, Ayla, I totally agree with you when you said that it's important to incorporate other modalities when using Chinese medicine to clear out these disease processes and these, you know, pathologies that we might see. For example, you know, if somebody does have like a bile obstruction or like their gallbladder just isn't excreting enough bile in order to, mm-hmm. you know, properly assimilate the fats that they're eating, like you definitely want to um, incorporate some chloretics and cholagogs in there and some like liver support as well if you're having like, you know, experiencing like some kind of liver pathology, like such as jaundice, right? Mm-hmm. But the next one we have is the heart and the small intestines. Okay. <laughs> so this one, the element associated with the heart and the fire, uh, the uh, small intestines is fire. Now, fire has a rising nature. It's associated with heat. And, of course, the, the season that it's associated with is summertime. Summer, summer, summer. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the sense organ um, that is associated with the heart is the tongue and taste. So, a lot of times, if you when we diagnose patients with Chinese medicine, we always do two things. We take their pulse and we also examine the tongue. Um, we are able to um, describe a disease process by feeling uh, how the pulse feels, whether it's strong or weak or superficial or deep. And then we can look at the tongue and look at different patterns that might be present to determine what organ system might be at, you know, at risk here. And with the tongue, um, the heart usually shows up on the tip of the tongue. So. Um, sometimes we might see the tip of the tongue um, or examine the tip of the tongue to be more red if there's a heart pathology going on with the patient. And when I mean heart, I don't necessarily always mean the physical organ. I'm also talking about like the meridian that's associated with that organ and the way that energy is used by that organ system. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. In the first lecture, we talked about meridians and how energy flows through these meridians that are associated with the organs. Um, but other than that, the tissue that rules the heart is the blood vessel which makes sense and the emotion that is associated with the heart is joy and contentment and excitement and laughter too and laughter and good news all the good things (laughs) um next we have earth which is our uh, following element and it's associated with the spleen and the stomach so when you think about earth, you think about a stabling, a centering energy. The season that's associated with earth is called Indian summer, but we like to think of this as monsoon season, which we are in right now. The right amount now. of rain that we yeah. have experienced in the past week is absolutely insane. insane. <laughs> Lightning so, and all. It's warm. I it's love it. muggy. It's damp. But this is what the spleen does. What is the yeah. spleen? Do we do you remember? It transforms dampness. Dampness can accumulate in the body and it can present as edema or excess phlegm. So that's really interesting. We see a lot of this with patients who might be experiencing some cardiovascular issues or some issues assimilating their, their nutrients in their diet, some movement issues. Obesity. Um, mm-hmm, absolutely. The spleen rules the muscles. So the spl- um, since the spleen sends food essence or uh, food energy into the muscles, like Ayla was speaking about in one of her lectures, her second lecture is uh, talking about metabolism and as it relates to the menstrual cycle 
whenever you eat food, the body um, assimilates these nutrients and then it sends these nutrients into different parts of the body. So this is what the spleen is responsible for. It sends the energy into the muscles of the forelimbs. So the emotion associated with earth or the spleen in the stomach is pensiveness, brooding, mm -hmm. overthinking, mm -hmm. studying too damn hard. Mm -hmm. We can all relate, right? Yeah. <laughs> spleen deficiency. It's the stress organ. Yeah. It yeah. is the stress yeah. organ, absolutely. So a lot of times when people have issues with their spleen, um, the the flavor associated with the spleen and the stomach meridian is sweet. Sugar. So you'll find yourself eating lots of sweets sometimes, That's right? right? It's okay. It's me too. Super stressed out. Me too. <laughs> so makes sense. And, you know, this makes a lot of sense. Um, next, we have the metal elements. That's which, my element. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Lung and large intestines. These are the two organs that are associated with this element. Metal has a constrictive energy, right? It's related to autumn, and autumn is pretty dry a lot of times. So, unfortunately, the lungs are really vulnerable to dryness in Chinese medicine. Um, at this time of the year, you can expose yourself to different external pathogens. For example, you might find yourself getting a little uh, cold here and there, maybe the sniffles, right? The sense organ or the external organ associated with this organ system is the nose. So your sense of smell will be weak if you have an issue with your lungs. Um, the taste that's associated is spicy or pungent. And <laughs> the tissue that is associated with the lungs is the skin. So um, if you think about respiration, mm -hmm. your lungs are responsible for the exchange of gases whenever you inhale and exhale. This opens up to the skin. And I think it's really interesting that the skin is responsible for dispersing fluids and, and sweat and making sure that your body stays cool. Like it's just kind of like a little like exchange of heat yeah. that goes on in the skin and an exchange of gases that goes on in the lungs. Listen, mm -hmm. I, I just want to <laughs> give my personal thing for this one because this is my <laughs> element all day yeah y'all know i day. eat spicy nothing but mm -hmm. spicy food yeah. all the time like i i add literally pepper red cayenne pepper everything to hot sauce something to all my <laughs> foods pretty much or i eat them with jalapenos um so what is your diagnosis is my like so there so there are different diagnoses that you can have with these different organ systems yeah for example with the um lung and large intestines you could have um, you have lung chi deficiency. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so here's the thing, right? And, and this is an example that I love to use. Um, and this is like the wisdom of Chinese medicine. Um, so obviously the um, emotion associated with the lung is grief, right? Mm -hmm. And so people who have had a lot of grief in their life are more susceptible to having, to catching colds. And then you like get the sniffles more easily mm -hmm. or something like, and I'm that person. Like I, I like get sniffles. If I feel wind blowing on me, I'm like, no, <laughs> Here it goes. I'm about to be sick. Mm -hmm. So I've had to figure out ways to like protect my body. And it makes sense because your lungs are the thing that it's open to the, the atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. Right. To the exterior. And the other thing is, if you notice, um, like people who like, let's say they've been married for 60 years and then their spouse dies, 
that grief is so strong that the next thing you know, they get a pneumonia and they pass away too. Um, and it's because the grief like associated with the lungs and now all of a sudden they're more susceptible to being older. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the lungs are also associated with the skin, anytime mm-hmm. you like meet someone who's had a really hard life, like that have been through a lot of like trauma and pain, mm-hmm. They you they usually wear it on their face. You're like, man, you, you, like yeah, I see it on you. You know what I mean? Right, like absolutely. I I see. Oh yeah, that's aged <laughs> you. Right. You know, um, and so it kind of makes sense that mm-hmm. like man, it's showing up like yeah. those wrinkles and those you know whatever. You, like it ages you and you can see it in your skin. Yeah, um, even with the large intestines too, because right the long, yeah, and large, long intestines, and large intestines, yeah, go how together. you're eating, also that can also affect your skin too so oh for sure yeah. for mm-hmm. sure so um and that time frame is um from 3 a.m to 5 a.m for the lung and 5 a.m to 7 a.m for the large intestine mm-hmm. and um definitely you care is up at these times yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i'm awake well let me ask you this then you what have you done to kind of Cause you know, you, you know, you know that you've dealt with the grief and your lungs are a little bit more susceptible. What do you do to kind of protect yourself? Um, so I'm doing things like, um, so one of the things that I know is that like, if I feel wind or I feel cold, if specifically if it's on my neck, then I know I'm going to get sick. So I do things to try to warm my neck up or to like cover my ears or my nose. Those are the things. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I'll start drinking more warm things, Mm -hmm. um, more teas, um, and drinking way more water. (laughs) I'm like, that way I can try to flush it. Um, but then also treating the root cause so if i know that my grief is the root cause then i have to uh, actually face it deal even with though it. i don't <laughs> like doing that yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> um but you know you have to address the root cause or else mm-hmm. it'll just keep happening right so so true and you know guys we just wanted to give you a, a basic idea of the difference elements and the different systems and how we use these to diagnose our patients and this is literally just the tip of the iceberg there's so much more to chinese medicine and i'm thinking i might do a part three but honestly i could go on and on and on for like 12 to 20,000 parts to talk about Chinese medicine to, you know, kind of explain things. But we definitely attribute disease processes to different organ systems like I talked about in the first lecture. So definitely go back and listen to that. And if you have any questions whatsoever, don't forget to reach out to us. And thank you so much for joining us for our thriving conversation today. Don't forget to to watch or to listen to Mind Body Mondays with Yakira. And we'll all be here to chit-chat with her. And, yeah, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye.